might help if I actually, okay, so that's there, that's there. And then move, what happens if I do this? Oh, thank goodness it stays. All right, and moving us to live in three, two. Welcome to another episode of Indie RPG Hour. I know there's been a little bit of a break, um, but we are back, and I am joined today by Sinziac uh, Beta and Honeybuns. If y'all want to go ahead and introduce yourselves. Um, so I'll go first. I'm normally Sinziac everywhere except for Twitter, where I'm Sinziac Beta, and therefore this announcement. I am a person who uh, generally plays games here on Twitch and talks about stories and world building and ask people why they have unseasoned opinions about things. Um, so if you want to find me here on Twitter, um, not on Twitter, but on Twitch, you can find me on Mondays and Tuesdays um, playing video games and at this point playing Final Fantasy X and yelling at Waka for being terrible. <laughs> and I'm a Buns. You can find me on Twitter at HoneyBuns and you can find me on Twitch at BattleScarBunny. Uh, I have a schedule that is TBA at the moment, but if you would like to listen to me rant and ramble and pull you into a world that makes no sense, yet you will be stuck, you can always sign up for one of my Magpie games where I run masks from PBTA. Oh, masks. It is, it is my bread and butter and my, my NPCs swirl and spiral. I love collaborative storytelling, so... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just. Oh, I forgot to mention my pronouns are they them. They them. My pronouns vaguely exist. I wish to not be perceived, but we'll but we'll answer to she they pronouns. But, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, my pronouns are he they. But you know, something is one of those things. You, are you wrong? You are not. You are not in any way incorrect. Try not to laugh again. <laughs> it's, it's, so, what well, this, no this, like, this is the rest of the hour that you're going to have. Enjoy. <laughs> you, you didn't warn them. You shouldn't, you shouldn't do much when I'm speaking. Someone's going to start laughing. This is what happens. I just, I, I kind of expect it when uh, Sin is involved in something that the person is either going to be hilarious, a truth speaker, or uh, somebody that I'm only going to be able to handle in short bursts um, uh, because they're just all about just like intense energy and, uh, or all the above. So I'm I, right, so you just hit the jackpot. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't make the rules. I just send the, I just hit the invite button. <laughs> hey, I'm glad. I'm glad. I don't know what's wrong with mine, but every time I hit my invite button, um, I don't know where it goes. I have looked at things, and I have no clue what's happening with Twitter. I, I the algorithms are skipping over me hard, and I don't get it. <laughs> I also, I, uh, I actually tagged something Pride, and I watched the, I watched just to see how many impressions it had and things, and I was like, you know, ju just to see. And I was like, okay, so this got some, you know, decent impressions. And then I did something without, and the thing without had better impressions. And I'm like, why? Why are you doing this to me, Twitter? Like, 
I just don't understand. I've given up on trying to understand. I feel like the old guy on the, you know, at the edge of his uh, lawn yelling at the kids not to come on the lawn. Like, that's me and Twitter right now. Get off my live feed. I mean, with all the ads I'm getting lately for things I just don't even, mm, mm. But no, that is not what we're here to talk about. That is not what we're here to talk about. I can go on like this, but only because the day I had. But that's not where we're going either. We're talking about the intersection of queer and TTRPGs. You mean a stack of pancakes? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say it for everybody who has not heard me rant about this before. Just because a game has a slot that says gender or sex does not mean that it, it is inclusive. You know something? Nah, we're just gonna start right there. Cool. That's the interest of this conversation. That's the interest of this conversation. And I have some spice to add to that. So <laughs> I'ma let I'ma let you finish. But I'm gonna season that statement. Sure am. Every time that I try and talk about like queer people and queer RPGs, people inevitably bring up certain games that I will not name. And they will immediately go to, but there's a space where you can write things. And I'm going to say it for everybody. It is not the same. It is not the same. Go back and look at when um, the old license happened and people started making branch off games. There are some things that are really cool, like Blue Rose, which also has a newer version. Like... I mean, I can write my name in a dating sim, but I still ain't the brunette white girl that's getting romanced by all the people, okay? It doesn't count. I mean, okay, let's talk about this for a second. Let's just talk about this for a second. I love how it's kind of like, but we gave you a write-in option. Y'all, let's have a... I'm going to pretend to be professional about this conversation for a second. Okay. <laughs> the question is it... I had to... See, money knows. I had to pull the microphone close to my face so that I could make sure y'all hear all the words. The concern is it whether or not I could like have a write-in ballot for whatever my identity is, right? That's that's not that's not the thing. The thing is, there is what y'all consider default, and then what you left an open line for other people to write. And when we talk about stories that revolve around queer identities what we're talking about is do y'all just consider this to be a deep a default what do i not have to write in and the part that i shouldn't have to write in is me hi because i exist like the rest of people like myself exist so things like hey you know the times that we have to tell y'all that the a is actually for ace and asexual and aromantic people and not for ally for instance but isn't that just a clear nomenclature of them, not weaseling, but like sticking themselves in the middle of something when there is no reason for them to, so that they can feel included when on the opposite end of the spectrum, it took them how long to realize that people with boobs could be assassins? No, I'll say weasel. <laughs> I'll, I'll put that target. To, that, that is, that is. That's, it. that's an insult to weasels. We're not doing that here. <laughs> Don't, don't even bring ermines into this either. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to go get a certain necessary prop, and I think you, know you have to because I don't have mine. It just, just hit, hit me with it once. Just a <laughs> thank you. So, <laughs> I 
it's easy for people. I, I don't know. I feel like it's easy for people to sit and go, well, inclusivity is you feeling like you have the ability to insert yourself into something. No, 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 no. Inclusivity is me feeling like I shouldn't have to insert myself. I should already have a place there. It should already just be an option. Me existing should not be optional. It should just be. It's not hard. Nobody's trying to make it a big thing. It's just like, you know, it'd be nice. <laughs> but you shouldn't feel like you're somebody who has to ask for a second cookie just because you want some type of acknowledgement. That's really the big word. Like, can the A stand for acknowledgement? Because it seems <laughs> to be a lot of that not happening, especially when it comes to stuff like this. All months, like, pride do is it brings a light to things you want it to look at, but it also brings a light to a lot of things that needs to change, and nobody wants to do that work. I mean, this like, is over here with people, like, trying to do inclusivity, but sounding like boots the house down purr, and I just don't understand. <laughs> I, listen, I'm, I'm going to behave. I will, I will try not to derail things today. I know that RPG has questions. It's fine. <laughs> I'm going to behave for the next five minutes. <laughs> go, go, go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think that personally speaking, so I'll be honest, there's no questions. It's more statements and interaction. Um, and yeah. so I think something that really stood out to me, one of the first groups that I ever was in um, that was predominantly queer, uh, we played Blue Rose. And this was back before the um, age version. This was the True 20 version. If you've never played True 20, it's a version of D&D where you only roll a D20 for everything. Um, there's no other dice used. It was it was honestly one of the coolest streamlined versions of D&D that came out during the 3.5, 3.0 revolution set. Um, and <laughs> Blue Rose was one of those settings that, like, you get it and you're like, oh, it's a romantic RPG. Do I really want to be romantic with the other people at the table? But it's not just that. It lets you play in a romanticized version of fantasy. And when I read that and when I got to play it, it's a whole different feeling than sitting down to a D&D &D game run by a queer person or an ally that gets it. Or, I mean, it's, it is a very different feeling. Um, I haven't gotten to play the age one, but I've read it and I feel like that's, that same feeling is still there. Um, there's not a whole lot of games that are going to immediately drop you in and make you feel like you're setting into a world that is going to be accepting of who you are and it's built for you. So when you say, so I mean, I guess we're talking about romance here. I guess that's a question. Do we want to talk about like this game and what makes it um, queer focused or do we want to talk about romance in these games because child listen <laughs> these these people try to make these romantic games and you have like well you have a persuasion check and an intimidation check pick one the arguments that i have had about how you should not use charm to try to get into an npc's pants because it is not consensual has been ridiculous. I should not have had as many conversations as I've had to have. Honestly, what you should do is have them just sit. I'm going to sit you down and have you watch Bruce Almighty to tell you why this is a bad idea. <sighs> and people make the jokes about it like, all right, fine. Now roll for bludgeoning damage. Ha ha ha. No, no, no. It's 
the result of this should not be you get more than you can handle. The result should be you getting punched in the face because you thought that it would take charm in order for you to get to know me better. Maybe I'm just looking I, at I, it from the barbarian I used to play. <laughs> no, I'm like, I have, can I just say that I have quietly thought about coming up with like a set of, like a, a, a world setting wherein people have laws around what you could use enchantment magic for. And if you break those laws, there are consequences. Consequences in my fantasy game, more likely than you think. Listen, we don't we don't talk to me about consequences. I do think I do consequences. The last the last time there were consequences, someone got turned into like a weird kobold. Um, I don't want to talk about your consequences. Sam. So I have an unpublished but... fantasy game, and when you use stuff like mind control and stuff like that, um, it actually will shift NPCs' opinions of you down. And there's actually I have a I have a I, I say it's a chart, but it, there's different levels where NPCs view you. You could be malevolent, Ooh. benevolent, and you're going to see them differently. Um, but there's there's a relationship uh, gauge, so to speak. And when you do things that's like necromancy is not on there. And I have people that have argued with me. And I'm like, look, no, raising a body is not necessarily a bad thing. But controlling a person, now that's a whole, like, like that person's alive and you're manipulating their mind. No, like, I have a whole thing where like that actually affects it. And that's built into the game because I got tired of being at tables where people did creepy ass shit. Um, I feel like this, this, see, the thing is that rule is going to come from my neck low key, but that's okay. <laughs> um, because things I will mind control people for, I know that you are going to lie if I ask you to tell me the truth. And so here is a, like, cause that, that the spell is person. in like, that realm of things. But like, to get people to do things that they should have the ability to consent to? The answer is no. The answer is always no. Like, what do you mean? Like, we will not be, we will not be using mind control abilities to get like cheaper beers at the tavern. That is rude. But that's different than saying you have a zone of truth around a group of people in said bar because some of your stuff went missing and you're trying to figure out where it went. That's different than you like putting a friend's potion inside of somebody's drink at the bar so that they can get information out of them. Those are two completely different situations. You know well, something. I get what you since, mean, but hmm? so like since you're talking about this, right? I want to come back to a thing that um, RPG said earlier, which is um, about the idea of having a game that is queer versus a a game that a queer person runs. They are very different. They are very different. Um, I think some of it is about kind of how that person or like their queerness is expressed in what the game does allow you to do how it functions and how it kind of breathes without you having to with without you having to do things or not do things like for example you know in more recent times you know pulling out a thirsty sort of lesbians book and like reading the rules around that on the other hand um, you have things where, as a queer person, you have like a you have to look at this book and go. Let me let me just look at. Oh, child, the ghetto. Okay, we can't use these <laughs> rules. We can't use these rules. We're gonna have to ignore all fifty of these pages. No, no, but no, like absolutely day. not. And it's one of those things where you get that 
can I make, you know, like, can we have the game, like, be gay and do crime? Absolutely. But it's one of those, knowing when you have to do that work to make the game that way so that you're, so that, like, the parts of it that you need shine through versus the game was made by someone who was very intentional about what they were trying to do. And it's just one of those, mm -hmm. listen, if you're playing the game, if you play the game, the gay shit happens. Like, it doesn't, like, you could be as straight as a board. You're going to do that gay shit TM if you open this book. Don't do it. I'm looking at you, Blue Rose. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Monster Prom, if we're being real about it. Oh, Monster yes. Prom. Look, Monster Prom knew what they were doing. I, they understood the assignment. Assignment. Okay. They sure did. <laughs> they understood it. <laughs> wrote a book report on it, got five stars. They knew what they were doing, and they continue to know what they were doing. Because there's, I feel like there's a difference between doing something and it working and doing something and continuing that work because that's what you meant to do, not trying to ride on its success. Mm. There's differences, and you can tell that with, with games. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, no, talk, talk to us about it. I mean, this is what we're here for. The difference, I think, between a game like Monster Prom, and I was just mentioning other dating sims, like there's this old one called Candy Hearts. It is random. <laughs> I found it when I was like 16, but I loved it for the, for, the, for the simple fact that when you got to make your character, first off, you can make it. Second of all, they actually had, it was like <laughs> tiny little baby buns amazed that there was a character that was darker than, <laughs> than a Skittle. <laughs> Because you, were, because you were able to do that or had the options for you to maybe romance a same-sex character. Those used to be giant strides when it came to games. And nowadays, it's like, if you don't, then what are you doing? And I don't know if that's such a good thing anymore. It's kind of like getting where you fit in. Like making, like, corporate, like corporations making their stuff rainbow this month. It's just where you fit in. It's not what you meant to do. Oh, I agree. I've I, I am annoying some family members on Facebook right now um, because every time they post up like, oh, look, it's Target. It's Pride. I post in like uh, Cyberdyne. Somebody took the Cyberdyne from uh, Terminator and they put the Pride flag behind it. So I'll post that up or uh, Wayla Nutani from um, Alien series. I'm, I'm all about being like, I'm going to let you know how I think your corporation's evil by posting fictional evil corporations right there under it. I <laughs> did you see the logo for Robert Sussman? No. Did you see the did you see the profile picture on Robitussin's Twitter? No. My God. My God, Robitussin. Robitussin. Try. You got me looking up Robitussin. Go, go look. Don't. I'm going to type it in chat because I know that I can't say that without. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. I just put that over there. Y'all can enjoy that. Did you did you find it? Because if you did it, I'm about to hit y'all. I'm about to hit y'all with this receipt. Where do we need to copy this picture? I don't know that. Probably. I just got to Google it. Drop it in. Drop it in the chat. Okay. Okay. okay drop it in the Wait, chat. Wait, what? Hold on. <laughs> Here you go. Um, go. Um, please, please review um, the tweet that I have left you there in the chat. There. Oh, 
Okay, taking a look at this, taking a look at this. I'm just saying, when you see it, you're going to know exactly why I'm just like, I can't with the Robitussin logo. <laughs> Wait, it's just the flag. All everything is like that. Did you see the... Um... No, I'm just like sitting here, just like looking at this. You're talking about like corporations with logos, and I'm just like... Y'all really didn't even try. You took a black square, put Robitussin in it, and put it on top of a rainbow and said, we're good for the next 30 days. We good. I, it's I also a it. thing of, like, can we talk about the amount of people who have speedily been hit with the, this you when they posted their, like, pride stuff and then said, do you want to talk about those, like, shows, movies, unions, and everything else you defunded and or broke up because you didn't want to have to deal with them? But, I mean, happy pride, I guess, sis. Yeah. That woman... <clears throat> <clears throat> Batwoman, I mean. <laughs> Look, you just hit the minefield. Don't with comics with me. I am going to fudge and lose it, okay? I mean, okay, but you know something? Here, let me give you something to calm that down. Iceman and Colossus. No, that doesn't calm me down. It doesn't calm me down a gosh dang bit because instead of throwing old people at us because you have nothing else to do with any of your dang characters, you're gonna stick me with old people and not give me brand new characters like there's not five generations of teenagers you'd rather blow up on a stinking bus instead of give them lives. I can only stare at Jubilee for so long and she's my favorite. I'm sorry. Are you, <laughs> it's one of those, are you incorrect? By no means, but you know something, let me I'm going to just come back in the house. We're talking about tabletop games. Come back yes. in the house. <laughs> so I'm over here with my mouth. <laughs> but let's get back to games. That's what you were saying. <clears throat> so um, here, let me ask, uh, you know, I'm, I'm obviously not the host here, but I would like to ask you two a question. How do y'all feel about um, romance in games? I'll let our host go first. Um, it depends on the people at the table, is what I'm gonna say. Mm. I'm, I'm, I, I, I can't even, I can't even begin with that. Like, even if my wife's at the table, like, when my partner is playing with me, not saying that we're gonna romance each other or things like that, but like, I am more comfortable when they are at the table because they can watch out for clues from other people as well, people getting uncomfortable, things like that, that I might not catch on. And some people will just let things go with their characters and then have an issue with it later. Mm -hmm. Or they're going to become uncomfortable with you, and I will be one of those people that, like, I'm getting uncomfortable about a situation. I will sometimes not express it because I don't want to rock the boat. 
<laughs> Meanwhile, I'm sitting here just rage quitting. <laughs> Go away. Now, now I will be I will be 100 percent honest. There are certain things that when when I'm saying this, I'm not saying I'm just gonna let anything go. I mean, there are mm -hmm. certain like there are hard lines. Like you cross that line, no, I'm rage quitting. I'm disconnecting servers. I will find a way to you know overload the server you're playing on if I have to. Like I'm I'm done. Like I can't do this. But yes, healthy balance. <laughs> <laughs> but like if. If you're somebody that has, like, not really ever said or done anything at the table and, like, your character just starts flirting with mine, I'm just gonna go with it. Like, even if I'm not there for it. Like, okay, let's... Sure, this is a thing now. But, I mean, it, it has to be with people that you're comfortable with. It has to be people that, like, you're into. But I will say I am 100% there for it. 100%. So, like, most of this is about what romance in games is like as a queer person because i think there's a certain there's a certain type of assumption that goes with romantic pairings in games and you know it's like gross cis head shit you know like we are, we're not here for that this is like all gay shit tm up right but <laughs> you know like that happens a lot and i think being a like a um a queer person definitely changes the way that romance feels in a game For example, hi, it's me. When I'm sitting here watching t like watching the Twitter timeline and people are talking about the very, very hypersexual, unable to control themselves all up over everybody and seducing everything bard, and I'm just like, hi, I have only played bards and nothing but bards for the last four years, and not one of them has one bit of romantic interest in anything that exists. Hi, the last part I played was a robot. The one that I played before that was an elf. The one that I played before that was a human. And then a gnome. And none of them have romantic interests. And, and they weird. responded to people flirting with them with sarcasm. And people thought that was the same thing as acceptance until five sessions later. So, you know, it, it's that type of thing. And it's one of those... How do we I, feel about that? How do how do we feel about that? I, I feel like I, being I feel like feel like being a certain type of person just changes the way that romance feels at the table. And I think there's something to be said when you're in when you're in the company of family, right? To to put it lightly, when you're in the company of family, the kind of the conversations you can have about romance and the forms that it takes feels a little bit easier to move around in than when you're not in that space. I don't know. I, I'm not, I don't want to go against what you're saying, but I want to put a different perspective of what you're saying. I mean, you um, can do either. This is what we're here for. Because I've been in both heteronormative and same-sex kind of romantic relationships when it comes at the table, two of which were on accident. But <laughs> either way... But were they? <laughs> one was against one was against spy character and another one and they were trying to protect their friend and didn't know that what they were doing to protect their friend was them proposing in that person's culture so they were like well now we're married and they were like we're what and it and it kind of played off like that the other one was clearly on purpose and they were uh they were dating i just didn't know that until suddenly they were sitting on my lap like you're my girlfriend and i was like okay but it kind of plays on the as somebody who's femme presenting being in that situation where you were saying you don't really like rocking the boat and sin you were saying that you're not quite like you don't really have those types of feelings towards everybody it 
is a subconscious thing sometimes when you find yourself being the femme person at a table and people start flirting with you to either be the quote unquote bitchy person that doesn't take any affection or you have to be the happy go bubbly person that is taking everybody's affection but everybody knows that that's just them they're just cute and bubbly and that those are like the only real ways you can try to navigate through those romantic relationships this is, is why my character that you is have in. found yourself in them and now you have to navigate yourself out of them or where you would feel comfortable for them to be it's kind of like getting other people to get where you are instead of being in a possible romance with somebody but when well, it works it, it's lovely it's a uh, in the one game that i had uh, romantic interest in it was a wonderful time but also some of the reasons of actually 99.9% of the reasons that I play characters that don't have romantic interest is there's a thing that's in chat RPG and I want to read that. Oh, I, I was at once 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 you're done I was going to parrot it. There was a it's a concern because when I'm in a place where I'm not sure that romance is going to be approached in a safe or comfortable way, I'm just like, I don't even want to engage the whole thing. Like, I don't even want to joke about it. I don't want to even meme around it. I do not want to touch it because y'all are going to do the absolute most and then I'm going to hate you. And when I say that I'm going to hate you, that means I will just... How are we going to derail this? I'm going to summon the town guards. I'm going to call the police. I'm going to set the tavern on fire or something like this because I can't have y'all beaming about with the fact that I have a crush on the blacksmith. <laughs> on the one hand, on the other hand, I had one game um, where the DM and I were on the same page about kind of romantic things along with one of the players. And so we got to explore that. And when we decided to kind of like go with that like we both consented to that whole thing like ahead of time and so when we started leaning into it a thing everybody was like kind of commented on is this happening like you know in character because it like all of our characters had just met for the first time and so it was kind of like um oh we see that a relationship is forming but there was like a kind of an agreement there if you see somebody developing a serious romance we don't joke about it it's sacred space and that made it a lot safer to get into because we knew that people were not going to like meme around it. And especially because again, it was that gay shit TM. We weren't going to have people doing things like, for example, making jokes about sword swallowing. Girl, I, anyway. Look, I, I am, I am either one or two things. a really immature where you just get a hey from me or I'm just like, now you should stop that. There's no in between. No, I'm not talking about <laughs> either it. I'm five not or fifty. Oh, okay. Well, so I'm either five or fifty. There's. I'm not talking about you, Gertrude. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna parrot something that is in the uh, in the chat. Um, somebody said, uh, Crow says, uh, one big thing I've noticed running a table full of queer folks, romance is always almost always played for feels and wholesomeness rather than for laughs. When I've seen a lot of primarily cis het groups play it for laughs. Um, and that's going back to the point I made earlier. That's a big thing about what I was like alluding to. Like it depends on the people at the table. If it's predominantly queer folks or cishet folks that are like open to role playing things, like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm totally there for it. I'm going to have fun with it. Otherwise, like I try to like kind of keep it out 
of games, especially for games that aren't written for it, because I, I do hate how it just becomes for laughs. Like, it really is just kind yeah. of a, like, but, but I mean, it. you can also have it for laughs in a fun way, but I don't really see that with cishet groups. I will also add that for the other people out there, but we have fun romance. Yes, I have a whole show about queer people chasing down cryptids and half of them being like, I'm going to make that one my boyfriend. I'm going to make that one my girlfriend. <laughs> like, you can have fun with it. But it's a difference between making jokes with it and making jokes about it. Or at mm -hmm. it. Or at it, yes, at it. There. Which I completely agree with. <laughs> there's, there's, no, there's no like rebuttal or, any, or anything about that. But like you said, with all of the wholesome, uh, most people play it off for wholesome. And, and I say most people not really making a difference because most of my tables that I play at now are queer. I haven't seen a straight person in three days. I don't know. <laughs> so, so when you, so I, I, you have those moments where it's like, oh, you, you end up playing out relationships you wish you could see in regular media by on your own. Or you, uh, if I'm in a cishet group, I've had one really wholesome, like, like when I was at a table, the table, now that I think about it, people, a lot of people from that table have come out as queer. So I guess I was at the queer <laughs> table, but most of them didn't <laughs> But that was one of the most wholesome relationships I ever had in game. Like the, like the other guy didn't even know what was, like he, he didn't have thoughts of any romance. And my character did a one-off thing. Like when you do find somebody who touches your heart, you can give them this rose because it means true love. And they just developed a crush, and that slowly generated over the campaign of them, like him, like okay, I'm gonna gonna do it, I'm gonna ask them out, and it was just this whole me. I was like this, he was like this, his girlfriend was like this at the table. We were all just there for it. I never knew, I never knew the slight joy at being cheered on by my RPG partner's IRL partner, just going, just now kiss. <laughs> their character was rooting for us in game and out but those are very far few in between but when they do happen they're nice like you said it's just better if it's not oh we're gonna just do this for a joke you know because ha 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 we're dating it'll surprise people or even you know hey what happens at the carousing table I rolled a, I rolled an 89. Okay, well, you two have a special moment that you've decided will never be spoken about except in, like, random references for the rest of the campaign. I hate it here. I hate it here. You have to try to keep it a secret from everybody now. I don't know. Mine came with an enchanted cleaver. <laughs> <laughs> you got something. Like <laughs> I mean, I've... I've before I let people in on knowing that I'm non-binary and everything about me that is not like cishet, before I even knew that about myself, I have only ever had two games with predominantly cishet people where it was like even remotely like that. And part of it was that the games just had nothing to facilitate it. And the where, game... Yeah, and so the game runners just meh it. Like, I was playing a science fiction game, and uh, me and one of the characters had a bromance for the whole thing, 
Like, we just literally riffed off of each other for the entire thing. And then I was like, I talked to him outside a game and I was like, hey, our characters are basically like dating or something. And like, we were like, okay, cool. Let's like play that out. So you just like have some fun with it or whatever. And we did. Didn't get made fun of or anything like that. But it did have a tragic end because uh, they rolled terribly. Part of the ship <laughs> opens up oh, and oh, I'm oh, like, no. they get sucked out. And like, we had this like terrible, horrible, like, like moment um yeah it was sad it was sad and it was all because they uh failed to roll um to get uh their suit on in time um because they okay hold on for a moment <laughs> but it wasn't it who, wasn't like no, done who, on who purpose lived in, who lived and who died um i lived they sort of died I'm sort okay. Of. So because you were the person who lived, this is what I'm going to say to you. I'm sorry, Dean. I know that losing Kaz was a tragic moment. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it it was it was a moment, but um, the the game that we played was very much a like spoof on Star Trek. So like the Borg like species found him and rebuilt him, but no, it was an accident. What happened is. Um, our technician went to fix the systems two games before, and they f they critically failed their roll. So they ended up disabling. They rolled on a chart, and they accidentally disabled our red alert and our sensors, and we had no clue. And so when we were supposed to be attacked by the uh, enemy species, um, they came out of nowhere and um, obliterated the side of our ship. And I am a, a goofball, and my character was constantly in their suit carrying their uh, vac suit helmet with them. And the other player was like, no, nah, I'm big buff barbarian, dude. Like, uh, I don't need this. And like would literally go around in shorts and a, and a shirt and had to roll to like try and get a suit on quick enough and failed. So that's what happened. It was not intentional. Um, yeah, that, that's always that's always good when the breaking up or the ending of something like that is it. And now because I don't feel like dealing with it anymore as a GM, I'm going to do what I need to to stop this relationship because I don't want to facilitate it anymore. Oh, no, well, no, I no. Guess, mm -hmm. she, she was so into it. She was yeah. very, she was very much into like I've all the little both. stuff that happened. But um, I've had both. No, the other like, one. End this now. The other one ended like that. The other one uh, did end up like um, there was three of us that were in a poly relationship and then the other three at the, at the table, like had some other relationship stuff going on. And like the game runner just became very uncomfortable because he had wanted to date one of the people at the table and was uncomfortable that her character was getting involved with everybody else's characters. So he ended it. Um, yeah. It you was... know, I would just, why can't people just talk about things like this was a whole conversation y'all could have just had it would have saved you time oh saved yeah you time oh yeah because she was actually into him until he did that and he ranted and vented like after he basically killed us all off and she was like deuces i'm out don't email me anymore like i'm not interested in you or this game or anything anymore like i was having fun you were facilitating it but no and i was just like i was like there Good, a good job noticing them flags. Like I know, I you know, know it, it's just. Hey, it's me again. Coming close to the microphone. Oh no, it's me again. Close mic, son. Gonna give you a message or two. Dear, dear cis hat man, 
one, if we wanted to ruin these relationships, we could. But two, y'all are so good at fumbling your own bag. I will never have to make that effort. Stop letting your stop letting your very toxic masculinity ruin things for you that you could have. There are blessings you could live in. You could be comfortable and moisturized and blessed, and you will not have it for yourselves because you cannot shut up. Right. That is all. People get their blessings taken away the second they do something dumb. Look at Pharrell. That will always be hilarious to me. Uh, you know, question here, since we're talking about all this romance stuff, how do y'all feel about queer GMs versus um, non-queer GMs? I'm very biased. I, I'm very biased in that. And I don't know if I should have an opinion in this part of the conversation. As I mean, you're literally GM, here for the conversation. We want you to have an opinion. I mean, as a queer GM and, and having played under somebody who was a, like non cishet GM, they are two very different games. One of which, using myself as an example, I'm willing to work with my players in order to get the story that I want to have be told. Where a cishet person wants to throw you inside of what they have deemed a sandbox, when they should be calling it a litter box, because all you want me to do is bat around your <laughs> shit. Come on, I'm serious. <laughs> If I have to go into one more person's open world sandbox for a book they're writing, I'm going to go punch a baby. (laughs) Meanwhile, again, using myself as an example, I have an open world policy in which people who play the game leave little bits behind that other people have to deal with. You're not going to have a story told based solely on your own opinions. If that was the case, why do you have people playing in that world? You clearly have a purified version of it that you wish to be played. I'm not here to play with your toys. I'm here to play a game, you know, where we can all have fun and not you showing me your your NPC collection. Oh, uh mm-mm. I will say, I will say, for, for certain kinds of games, having a large collection of NPCs is kind of a must. Um, back to something like so Blue many. Rose. Um, uh, and then there's some systems where players are just going to, like, magically kill them, no matter how many hit points that you give them. Uh, somehow none of that, that uh, those rolls on those rockets manage to do a lot more damage than you remember, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. <clears throat> Just adds another zero to hit points. Just just add another zero. It's a temporary setback. Momentary loss. Um, Yeah, no, I mean, I I don't, I can't really say that I have a preference because I have not, I've been such a perpetual game runner that I haven't had a huge chance to be at tables where a queer person is running. And when I have, those games have still, for the majority of it, been very much um, due to the fact that there was cishet, other cishet people at the table. It was pretty much a, let's smash, grab, let's do this. Um, but I do feel like the chances that I have had, the little bit that I've gotten to do, it, it, there are things that are more allowed and welcomed rather than 100% stifled. Like, 
me flirting with the uh, guard at the gate, um, only to find out that he is married and to take back a offering uh, of an apology. Uh, and he thinks I'm still flirting with him, but gives me a gift anyway. Um, you know, I mean, that, that, that wouldn't happen. You're, at, not, you're not punished for frivolous behavior. Yeah. Whereas it's seeing as, oh, this is offensive now. Well, I didn't mean for it to be offensive. I was just trying to get in the club. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's. It was actually a town guard, and I, I like to flirt with town guards in fantasy games because I like to try and get the information of people coming in and out. Yeah. Um. And and I I I have I've actually gone out of my way in so many games that I've run, to like, build up huge backstories for the the town guards at the gate the gate guards like specifically and players are always like thanks for stamping my passport papers or thanks for you know taking a look at this or thanks for that and then they go and they're like where can we get information where's the closest tavern and i'm like nope. sure you know there, there's the head in the sand right across the street from where you are i the feel like i have a lot of fun playing in your games because i'm definitely <laughs> that person who's like i my my dream character somebody who's a fence somebody whose job it is to be friends with people like that workers like that and that's how they know everything oh yeah i know somebody oh do you know someone who can get us into the top room no i know the cleaning lady you wouldn't believe what people leave in their <laughs> like i love that <laughs> i if i had to pick a game to be like flirty in without necessarily being romantic unless i wanted to i would mm -hmm. want to be like a thief character because, I, you know, like a thief or a spy character. Because the thing is, when people think about spies and thieves, they think about sneaky people. They don't think about people who have, like, a lot of charisma and social skills because that's a good way to get information from people. Like, I, I mean, although y'all would probably figure that out real quick if you ever watch a single James Bond movie, this would be like... James Bond was should be called James Bard. He was a bard. He was a bard who took a few skills in fighting and 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 one in gunslinging and was it was fine with it because all of that was charisma. Because I mean, seriously, go to a town guard getting these passports stamped and being like, "Oh well, this is my first time here, but you know, I don't know anything about the place. Where where do people go here? What do you, you know?" What does a what does a girl like me do in a place like this? Right now, you got a map to the city, the number, some some place to find some good sandwiches, <laughs> coffee. Spot. You know, it's just like, um. So where are you from? And like, you seem really nice. Are you here like with friends, or are you visiting someone? And you just like look back at the party casually. Maybe have like a sly wink or two, and then just go. Right. No, I'm here. I'm here just alone, a traveler and everything. You know, company would be enjoyable, actually. <laughs> um, I get all, I have a break in half an hour. <laughs> I, <laughs> in fantasy does. games, I like to use uh, ranger types because uh, not every fantasy game has, you know, the same classes and everything like that. I like to use ranger types as my flirty types. Or sorcerer types is my flirty types. Sorcerers come in with that charisma, you know, specifically D and D. But um, you know, I like to use those. But for ranger types, I like to use. I want the fluffiest, cutest companion that I can have in this game. Give me that, and that is what I walk around in. And I don't always have like the green mysterious robes or whatever. Like you know, no, I'm like cool. I'm gonna pick like 
the most pastel or the most like what what is what is the colors here that are most like prominent that's what i want that's what i want and i am walking this big giant fluffy version of whatever the species is that is like cute and cuddly around here um, i absolutely had like a character who had this giant magical like bunny will know what i'm talking about here one of those giant church mother hats that had like enchantment <laughs> so that you had chirping birds flying around and rose petals falling behind you when you walked by and all this other stuff. I know like it's three hats, so extra. but it's Easter. <laughs> I know it's three hats in one, but it's Easter. It was, I, I, I enjoyed that hat because I could just walk into a room and it was kind of like, aren't they just interesting? Yes, I am an enchanter. Hello. <laughs> my, my flirty characters were druids. All of the druids that I've ever played have always been the ones that ended up in these friggin' uh, like like romances or these relationships, or even just the ones that got the most um, the most information. Apparently, apparently, I've been told by multiple people that I play my bards like fighters, I play my druids like bards, and I play my monks like druids. <laughs> but I would uh, I always pick one defining feature for my bar uh, for my druids like one had real had tuffle of trees like from the lorax really like pastel long hair that went all the way down to like their ankles and all of their animal forms were fuzzy because of that that's adorable so no, so no matter what they turned it they, they was an eagle but their eagle was like extra downy because it had the extra fluff from their hair and they were a lizard but their tail had like a tuft of fur on the end those are my spy characters. Nobody looks past a cat that's sitting in the window while you talk about your evil plans. If anything, somehow I'm on your lap. <laughs> Purr. Purr. <laughs> right to say the word. Purr. <laughs> but I, I can only do platypus that's, sounds. Like that's, that's everybody's uh, ASMR for this evening. Right. See, I, I will I, I will give y'all ASMR, but I'm not a big ASMR fan, so I'm gonna say that. Um, uh, there is I mean, but you know, like for a subscription of $4.99 today. <laughs> now available on Patreon. Um I feel like having DMs that are queer versus not are normally less about, you know, like, hey, these automatically guarantee really good games because hey, no, they don't. Trust me my twitter account has confirmed as much however there are certain conversations i feel a lot more comfortable having when i know that someone's on the same page as me about stuff it's the same kind of thing when someone goes do we want to talk about social issues in this game no i'm mm. good child listen are you ready for me to are you ready for me to immediately roll initiative when you say that people are being bullied or being treated unfairly because of how they look or where they're born or where they come from? Because if not, mm, then the answer is no. If what you expect me to do is to just see awful things happening in the world, me have all of this power at whatever level I have and not use it to like do something about that problem. And you just go, well, this is just a fact of the world. If you're not ready to have that conversation with me, I'm not ready to talk to you about that. So let's not do that in this game. Just because you want your world to be realistic doesn't mean that you have to be an asshole about it. Because and the difference between the real world and a fantasy world is I can do something in this world. And if you're not going to let me, what you wanted me to do was be a witness to your, you wanted me to be a witness to oppression. And I have to do that enough every day. 
fantasy world. Let me punch it. Period. And so with that, I feel the same way about talking about um, like queer related subjects. It's a little bit easier, not necessarily definitely. impossible, but definitely easier for you to talk to somebody who speaks your language. And when you tell them like that you're non-binary, they don't ask you if that means you're a one or a zero, for example, right? Like if you like, do you mean like you're not plugged into the matrix? No, that's not what I mean. And we're never going to have this conversation again. <laughs> we're never going to. Or, you know, when you ask, you know, when you tell people, hey, um, my character is a bisexual, biromantic character, and they just mean, ha does that mean you're greedy? Hit him with it. Don't flick it out. This is an attack weapon now. Full katana. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hold on. I will say, I, I, have, I have had a game runner flat out say that we are going to have a supremacist group to deal with. Did not ask if everybody was okay with that first half. And I asked, do we have to count ammo? That was the that was the first immediate thing out of my mouth was, do we have to count ammo? Because if I don't have to count ammo, I'm just going to keep rolling until everybody's dead. <laughs> yup. I'm, I'm happy they allowed you to have ammo. There was this one thing where it, I can't stand when DMs do something where they show you as a player something cool that can happen in their world, but they don't want you as a player to do that cool thing. Why are you showing it to me then? I get that you would like to show it off and isn't that so cool and maybe at a certain level you'd be able to but if you have an entire vanguard of elves that have gunslinging tendencies but told me as a player I couldn't play a gunslinger why am I here? What are you doing? That's not how edging works. <laughs> <laughs> I will say in my young days I did pull some of that and I learned from it very quickly. Um, but you learned from it. And, and I think that's part of the problem is also a lot of these game runners aren't learning from these things. Like they a lot aren't... of these game runners won't stop playing 3.5 because they refuse to believe 5e exists. So let's get past that hurdle. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll be honest. I, I, I'm an even older hurdle. I, I, I like an even older version of uh, D&D for some reason. So. Just don't say Pathfinder. Oh, God, I'm no. I'm gonna end the call. No. <laughs> Look, I know that I may get some people to unfollow me. I've already had a lot of people unfollow me today, so it's not even it's not even it's not even gonna hurt me anymore. I know. I don't know what happened, but they all unfollowed me today after I made some like I, I posted up at one point uh, a thing of frogs that were uh it was queer based frogs. Um and I think I posted up the one that was non binary and I think that offended so I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know. I make it speculations. But what I'm gonna say, right. I don't like Pathfinder. I don't think it was an answer, I don't think that it fixed anything, and I don't think that it's queer coded in any way, shape, or form. Look, it made it made things harder. I shouldn't have to roll to open a cabinet. Why? Why? Why am I the pathfinder okay, is I like just... reading the line of code for Octodad. Like okay, that's how so... I'm supposed to run shit. <laughs> Y'all listen, I don't come for me. I was a new DM. All I knew was that people played the game to roll the math rocks. Click, That's what, like, okay, so like, like, let's talk about that because I'm still really, I, I still feel like I'm a newborn relative to everyone in the space, no matter who I talk to. So that's a thing. But it's always a people play this game because they wanted to have the book and they wanted to have the dice and they spent lots of money on buying a whole bunch of custom made dice. So they want every chance they can possibly get to roll the dice. Okay, cool. 
did you hear something? Roll the dice and see. Even if you, like, but we were right up on them. I was talking to them like a two second ago. I wanted to know if I heard the person I was having a conversation with. Roll to see if it fails. Why? This makes no sense. You know, like that type of thing. So um, they can I work on their a, improv skills. That's why. <laughs> I want to have a beer. Roll to see if you're able to successfully drink it without dying. Wait, what? Um, any of that, right? The worst then, enemy of that type of stuff is creativity. Somebody told me I couldn't walk into a room and perform a spell because I needed components. So I used my environment and said, when that guy laughs, I would like to crush the egg I need to do my scrying spell and sit down at the same time to cover up any part that I had done anything. And he stared at me for five minutes before saying, fine. I will say this. If, if you're ever at a table <laughs> where I am running and I ask you to roll for something mundane, it means that something non-mundane is going on. It's, it's going on. No, well, and like, you should like, notice it. And, and I'm trying to help you. Yeah, if you, if you <laughs> like, I, using specifically what Sin said, there is a system that I really love. It is way more complicated of a game and also a lot easier to handle than certain games out there. Um, uh, all, all at once. It's, it's a huge... It can, take, it can take quite a few hours to create a character, which scares people away, but... There's some cool things, but one of the things is that there is a set of spells that you can use to actually completely silence an area. No sound within an area will be able to be heard, and I've had players go, I want to try and hear into this area, and I'm like, okay, cool, roll, and they're like, but I'm right on the other side of the door, and I'm like, okay, cool, roll, and when they roll yeah. really high and they realize that they still can't hear or they actually succeed because to succeed, you roll percentile dice. You want to roll 101 or higher to succeed on things. Now, granted, that sounds bad, but there's like plus 40s and 50s at the early stages. So you, it's not that hard to hit those numbers sometimes. I've literally had people look at me and go, I don't understand. And I'm like, there's magic everywhere in this world. Please, please. Your character's non-magical. You're not going to feel the magic. You're not going to go grab the magical person like – it, so, <laughs> Ooh, okay. I'm about to that say two things. We're, we're about to have some realness <laughs> real quick. We're going to talk about a thing. But before we get into it, I want to say I did learn from hanging out with y'all and talking about people in game design in general. Make people roll when cool things are happening. Let me tell y'all something I didn't learn because I didn't get as far into five. I didn't play 3.5 a whole lot. Mm. So there were certain things and you know we meant to talk about queer rpgs but you know like we're we're here and being <laughs> queer and talking about rpgs so it counts right um i um had a thing where i didn't know in three five about the concept of taking a 10 to do something so when i got to 5e i used to make people roll for things because it was kind of like it is important that you notice this. Please roll this. But mind you, as a rule for my style of like storytelling and running games, the details are important. So you need to notice almost all of them because it's important in one way or another. Like everything that looks unimportant ends up being ultimately important. That's a rule for yeah. me. So um, there was that. And then someone said, you could use your character's passive scores to stop you said, a, a, what is this? So it's a thing that they just have. Like, it's just a, you have trained so much in doing X that you can just passively do things to this level of skill without having to roll a dice for it. My good bitch, where were you two years ago when I was trying to run this story? Okay, cool. So what is this about? They're just like, you see that number that you have for their modifier on the skill thing? Yep. 
add 10, that's their passive. If I had known that taking a 10 and 3.5 is a thing, I would have known what passive scores meant in five. It You have to have like this encyclopedic knowledge of everything that's happened in a previous edition to, to get that concept. 90% of my dice rolls disappeared upon learning that one fact. 90% of them. Because I could just look at things and go, oh, you, you know the character... This. You know the character who just really has like a high wisdom score and therefore their perception is really high? That gets to be their spotlight thing now is just noticing things because they have a really high passive score. This is great. Look at all of this stuff we don't have to roll. Seriously, they just rolled that bat like in battles and that was it. At the end of the day, I feel like that is what you should do when you have a long running campaign. If you are specifically playing with people that have not agreed to a combat-heavy campaign or something like a triathlon or it's an event where you have some type of like competition where people are going to be doing a lot of battling, there shouldn't be a lot of reasons for you to roll that aren't intrigue, that aren't you trying to figure things out, solve a mystery, do something that is a mission. Everything else should just be the world revolving around you. It should be the world reacting to what your players do as stimuli. Mm -hmm. Most GMs don't see themselves as another character. They see themselves as the big boss. They see themselves as the BBEG. They see themselves as a giant wall to be in the way of their characters instead of somebody who's facilitating a story in their world. You want these people to play in your baby, but you won't let your baby breathe. What are you doing? That's my biggest question, especially you know when something? it comes to queer stuff. I feel like a major pain quote might be relevant here, but I'm not allowed to say that without breaking Twitch terms of service. It's going to be something <laughs> about letting your children grow up, and that's what I'm going to say about that if you've seen that movie. I will say, I love think, major pain. I think one thing that needs to happen in session zeros is people need to tell the game runner what kind of style they are hoping and expecting from the game yes. runner. I have people. Talk. I have people in games that are like, I want own school. You are our enemy style. Try to kill me at every corner. And I am happy to do that because that's the first kind of groups I had. And there can sometimes be a lot of fun when everybody's involved in it and wants it. But that's the problem is it it was a lot later until I realized this and a lot later than a lot of others do. That's not how you should run every game. Sometimes it needs to be all about a conversation. Sometimes it needs to all be about like uplifting the players rather than trying to destroy them. If you so. can't read your players, it's, it's it's really important. And I run short campaigns. That's that's my job is to run series of four series four sessions short campaigns for group after group after group. So the, everybody does not play the same. The same type of stories that I've tried to tell for other characters would not have worked for other NPCs and for other characters that I've had come into like the world may be the same, but people have gone and done wonderful very different things in the same situation that i've run for them and all that plays is the group you have if you don't have i have a whole tone talk at the beginning in my session zeros i'm like what is your connection with the media that we are playing that way i know am i describing things to you like a graphic novel am i describing things to you like a cw episode where i talk about zoom pans or am i talking about punching you so hard that you clear went to three pages later and that's where you finally landed we can make this as surreal or as real as you want, but it's not going to work if you don't talk with your friggin' players. I have a question on that. As do you notice a difference in between, like between queer people versus not queer people? How often that discussion happens? Which discussion specifically? 
all of them, like very specifically the, the, the drive to go, are we all on the same page before we do things? When I ask those types of questions and I'm talking to people, the ones who, I mean, I, you can't tell what somebody's orientation is just by speaking with them. But after we have the pronoun talk and people kind of talk more about themselves, uh, it seems to me that my groups that mostly pertain like cishet guys, because I do have full groups like that sometimes, they are much more interested in telling stories that have to do with a reward to a really hard situation as opposed to the random beach episode that I somehow dived into in my last session. Like the, the current the current ones that I have now are like perfect examples. One is very much so a sister. We have to save our friend who passed away and save them from the parallel dimension versus we had a beach episode because the person who we were showing is okay to be a hero and not always be a villain had never heard of funnel cake. There's a lot more showing the world versus trying to fight the world. I'm also, I'm, you know, there's, you know, while we're here, there's so like those things, because I just have several questions about kind of how things work about the games that, you know, queer people make and what they value in things. Um, like I'm looking at, like earlier today, I went to um, itch.io and looked up the LGBT tag which I'm just sitting here like, child, y'all are missing about half of those letters, but I'm not going to fight y'all about this today. Y'all better put this, you better put some respect on this A, and that's all I got to say about it. <laughs> um, is that there are like a couple of hundred games, but a lot of them seem to be things in which, one, you know, it's about doing things as a group and cooperating and stuff. You know, it's one of those, they kind of make it a hard, like, thing written in the game. Y'all are supposed to do these things as a group. It is important that you do things as a family. It is important that you learn how to overcome, like, mental and emotional barriers and learn how to care about other things and other people and find closure and do with that. Like, boy, oh boy, do we just like hurting feelings for no damn reason. But okay. Oh, I just realized we're over time. Uh, I'm more than happy to keep going if y'all want. Um, I'm, I mean, we're, we're, we're here. We're well over that RPG hour, but it's fine. By we me. are. Um, I, have, I, I might have to leave in a little bit. I need to go get my partner from work. I'll also eat something. But... <laughs> <laughs> okay, but see, the thing is you're going to go pick up your partner, and then you're going to go to Wendy's and get a Frosty. We know those are the rules. No, we can't. It's closed. I'm in Ohio. Everything's closed. Everything. I can't even get Burger King after 10 o'clock. Like, I'm already I, missing I pretend window. I do not see it. No. I pretend <laughs> I do not see it. My DoorDash from another state over that's still open, and they have to drive, and I'll pay extra. Okay, <laughs> and aside that's completely unrelated to our topic of conversation today, can we talk about the fact that I went to every Wendy's and everyone said all of their computer systems are down? Every Me single too. one in the city. Uh, there are only three over here, and I went to two out of three, and I was like, what happened? This is the safe proceed of McDonald's? Because they like to use one server for a city. 
I'm not even kidding on this. I had a friend who worked IT for um, a another uh, fast food place, and they said that like cities that have less than five only get one server for the entirety. Of the, so if the server goes down, that whole city's down. <laughs> Rather than doing a server per restaurant, which would be like the like intelligent thing, like minimum, like one server per restaurant, but people are too rich to be smart. How dare you? What? I'm honest. It gets me in trouble constantly. But I'm honest. <laughs> I can't figure out. You, you were censored, Sin. What? Yeah, it's censored. I was censored where? Some words, and I don't know... No, it's fine. Okay. As, as long as I'm also checking to make sure that you're not like booted or something like. No, I'm fine. As far as I know. Okay. Sorry, I'm still getting used to Nightbot. So if I disappear, it's because I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Like, I added it because I was like, I. I will never be able to create a good enough list to catch all of the things that people are saying. Um in time so i'm just gonna add an automated person to do it for me um oh there was a game that i was gonna talk about and now i can't remember where is this I love to say that I like Notion and that I'm using Notion, um, but then I forget um, that I also have like 40 million things inside of it. So like trying to find that thing that I was just reading about uh, disappeared. Um, oh, I will say this. I am tired of when I search uh, queer or gay or lesbian or some specific tag RPG that I instead get a list of modules and books for D&D &D or for Pathfinder or for um, oh, what was the other one that I saw recently um, it, a science fiction one and it's just like, yeah, this one's great for that. Um, and, I, I, and, I, and I go and pick a look or I take a look at things and it's like they've got a, a smattering of queer NPCs and that's it. Like there's nothing really else about it. Like, or it's written by a okay. queer person. Is it okay when you say, you know, something, I'm gonna let you finish this baby before I say the thing I'm thinking. I'm gonna mind my business. Basically, I just, when I look it up, I want to find games by people. I would rather be able to search and find things like, um, okay, here's, uh, basic witches or, um, why is this not really loading? Um, there's just a lot of games out there. My brain is like doing a thing for to, to tell everybody in the background what has happened is 
because of everything that happened last year, a lot of the stuff being sold this year is going for cheaper prices. I do pest control for the day job. A lot of it's going for cheaper. We are commissioned. Pest control technicians are commissioned. When you negotiate for a cheaper price, you're negotiating for us to be out there for less time also because we look at how, how much like you pay for a stop and how much a stop is paid for. I'm going to tell this people, this is a thing behind the scenes. If you pay, for instance, $120 for a stop, we're supposed to be there for about 30 to 45 minutes to do the service. Like that's like kind of a, a minimum maximum type thing that we're doing. So when you negotiate that down, they're going to look at how much that got sold for in the office and they're going to negotiate less time for us to be at your place. I get times are tough, but please know that like I'm going to show up to a place. I'm going to look at how much it costs to do. And I am going to negotiate the time on my schedule for that because I have other places to get to because they're going to schedule me as many places they can. We're making less money because y'all are paying less and you're actually getting screwed out of stuff. And I know, I know, I know times are tough. Don't get me wrong. If you can find a sale or a deal, take those because those are usually on our schedule and we're getting paid a fuller amount on those. But be careful because they will negotiate you. So I'm working longer hours for less pay right now. So my brain is fried. It is sushi. It is so raw. It is beaten from the days that I am in a truck in Texas. Maybe. <sighs> please send please send cookies. I'm celiac, so make sure they're gluten free, otherwise I'll die even more. Um What's that you like gluten free Girl Scout cookies? It's fine. I just hope I know they have a good they... flavor. They only do like one flavor a year, and, and sometimes it's a flavor that I'm just like, mm, okay, fine. So does it have to deal specifically with queer themes to be a queer tabletop game, or does it have to be made by queer creators but not necessarily address those themes? Tech so I mm, opinions. I have them. I have them. <laughs> I will say technically I don't think that the person behind it has to be queer or that queer themes have to be there. Yeah. I just think that when it is developed by people who their heart is in the correct place, and I'm not going to say is in a good place or is in like the right direction when their heart is in the absolute correct place, the game itself is going to have themes and stuff built in that are going to feel like it. And not every queer game developer is going to develop games like that. And not every queer developed game is going to be by necessarily a queer developer. That just puts more prominence on what you said. If your brain and your mind and what you're doing is in the correct place, what you can make can be something that's really substantial, but just hopefully it's substantial in the, in the right way and not substantial. And here's a giant book of what you shouldn't do. But it's something that shows off and inherently comes off as something respectful and fun. It's a game. At the end of the day, you still want people to have fun and it just be another part of your game, not the only thing about your game. And that's where people, I think, get a little bit muddled. That they want that the queerness of their game to become the game's personality trait instead of just being another part of the game for me, the player, to enjoy. So that is the thing I was going to, like, you know, Bun is making a, like a super good point here, which is when we talk about, we have to talk about what that means, mm -hmm. right? When we talk about does a game 
have to specifically deal with a queer theme, queer theme TM to be a queer game. It's like saying, what makes a queer character a queer character when you're watching a movie or a TV show or anything like that? We're only used to being in presented in the in like extreme caricature forms of ourselves, super flamboyant people, right? Um, like all about the nightlife, uh, like constant parties, like regular hookups or things, dramatic relationships that normally end in tragedy or worse. But we're also just very mundane people who sit at home and read books and listen to lo-fi and like have a cat and go to the store and eat uncrustables and like get a cup of coffee on the way to do we just do normal things we just do normal things when you talk about like you know dealing with a queer theme it's kind of like are these characters alive and breathing? Do they have things that they love and enjoy doing? Do they play a guitar? Do they have a bakery? Also a queer theme, TM. And I'll touch on that right quick. Please, can we have more regular, normal, everyday queer folk in shows and movies? Please, creators out there. If I want... RPG, if you do not want to start that conversation, <laughs> if, for another hour while I rant about this. I'm fine with starting it because I'm going to say this. If I want a disaster lesbian relationship, I'm going to go talk to my sister. End of story. If I want a disaster by person, I'm going to go talk to my sister. But like... Every single time she's in a relationship, there is more drama than a CW show. Like I, and when I turn on one of these movies, I do not need, I do not need or want more of that. I want people that are like the friends that I have. That's like my brother's friends that I've talked to. I want more regular people, more regular everyday queer folks. And also while I am on this, Non-binary does not mean androgynous. I know that some of us would like to be a bit more androgynous, but it does not mean androgynous. <laughs> you can be androgynous in any fucking thing in the world. Do I wish Do I wish I was a little more androgynous? Yes, but that is not connected to my non-binariness. Exactly. Not necessarily. Like, what, what's the song I heard on somebody said me? I'm non-binary, but no one believes me because my tits are huge. <laughs> I'm not binary, but no one believes me because it's Child, when we tell you, I, threw my I mean, <laughs> here's what I'm going to say. You know something, RPG? Considering another thing that all of us has a background in common, allow me to say, come on, Pastor. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. Look. Take Look. your time. <laughs> I left seminary for a reason. I do not need a pulpit. I may have actually gotten ordained and may still be legally ordained. I do not need a pulpit. We do not. I may have jokingly in the 2000s started a church called the Temple of the Rolling Dice and sainted certain game creators because I thought that they could be like like cool people in the future. Okay, but I do not need another pulpit. I don't need these things because we will be here all day. And I will say this for, I know I look very oh, white, no. okay. but I spent a lot of time in black churches. <laughs> I don't want to be accused of like appropriation because like I, I spent a lot of time <laughs> no, in black churches. No, you're fine. Church. As long as me and Sin are your deacons, we'll be fine. <laughs> do, you, do you see the 
back here. <laughs> right, look, they're like, there's your keyboard player. I'm being the minister oh, of music. I'm going to do the thing where I stop just no, the drums. Not, <laughs> no, that's not, that's not, you, like, that's, you know that's not going to be a keyboard, though, right? You know I'm going to find, like, the organ. No, the organ, the good one, the one where you got to play, but you got to click the little thing the whole time you play. <laughs> Look as but. long as you don't pull the old person that only knows two songs at the organ. I am okay with it. All right. And also as long as the beginning of every song you play doesn't go. <laughs> no, you know that first thing you know that we're going to do that and modulate that key four times. Shut up. So. <laughs> Welcome but. to Indie RPG Hour, the church on Fridays. Come in, sit down. We will start soon, and we will be dancing in the aisles. Thank you, and please put something in the tip jar. You I'm think watching. It's only it. gonna be four hours. I see y'all in ten when we're done. So, but the thing is, right? RPG is it's it's this thing of like y'all have. Much like the non-binaries conversation and androgyny and things, and much like the question that was being asked, people get so stuck on how queerness presents itself. They just won't let it be, be. all the things that it can be, and it's a lot. And it's one of those, much <laughs> like something I posted earlier, it's not a spectrum like this. It's a whole galaxy in a nebula, and we might be a point in that space. It is not from here to here. It's also all of this, and this, and that stuff over there. Like, it's, it's all of that. And it's a, when I say that I am tired, of like for live act, for live version media we either have someone in the director's cut of the movie whispering vaguely off screen as a character walks by hey they're gay <laughs> there's gotta be a drive yes, five years in an interview after the movie was published and they're just like okay so maybe they were kind of a thing but we didn't want to like lean too hard into that that being a thing or being like you want to know what all the good stories are about queer media right now when you think about queer stories every single one of them animated you want to know what we're excited about uranus and neptune being a pairing still stevie and they were cousins star versus only in the 90s they made sure to fix that when they did crystal um any of like star versus well they had to give all of the energy to something because it wasn't on the design Listen, stop. Um, Star versus the forces of evil, our house, um, people in Craig of the Creek, and all of this other stuff. And it's one of those, it's such good storytelling, but y'all would be so, y'all can accept that in an animated medium, but you will not let that happen for any reason with actual people. And I'm like, please explain this. Why do you want the gay people to be represented by alien space props who just happen to take a feminine form and not, you know, any of the people that you know in real life. I just... Because then they would have to look inside themselves and realize that their opinions are wrong. So I'm going to put a warning right here. If you ever play in a Star Wars game for me, and I'm so sorry for the two people in here that didn't get this warning before they started playing Star Wars with me. <laughs> there are gay huts. Oh, okay. I mean, why is that a warning? Oh, some people get all weirded out when you hear about gay huts. I don't know I'm weirded about out one. about the fact that we're talking about huts fuck. Sue. <laughs> well, just so you know, there's a an anatomy thing for all of the alien species in um, in Star Wars, um, and I may or may not have had my hands on it for a while. Um, I don't, I'm not saying send me links. I'm just saying send me links. 
as soon as I I had a physical copy, um, if I can find a digital copy, I will send links because uh, there are some things that I am still questioning to this day. I'm still questioning to, to this day. I would like to address the thing that um, Crow is saying in chat here and say, if you presenting a normal world where people just exist and do the things that they do is somehow going to come into conflict with someone's cognitive dissonance that real people can just be normal and do shit like fix cars and make toast and check their mail and it's kind well, of I like but you put you a queer tag on the it whole so they're gay thing no like over here when you're just like i have tagged the game as lgbt okay well cool but how come not everybody's like not everybody is you know here we're gonna be a little bit crass here it's okay it's fine um rpg feel free to edit this out if you want to in post because, you know, it's technically like past the hour anyway. It's fine. Um, <laughs> listen. Y'all, can I just... Much like the month of Pride and queer identity in general, right? It does not make your game queer because every person is wearing lipstick and doing wild things with their, rep with their expression of their gender or non-gender for one and for two. It does not make your game queer that everybody is out here wanting to fuck everybody else's brains out, okay? Just means you're hot. Adding a couple because of footnote NPCs just... does not count. It does. Listen, if you're if you're and if if you're if you're really cool queer NPCs are off screen. Or if their partners okay. are only there so that they can have a palatable sob story because they lost that character. Please don't do this Overwatch. <laughs> Looking at you. Right? Like, I'm just, just let people exist. Let, let people be prominent. Let people exist. And if you decide, hey, I would like to know more about this person, feel free to add, feel free to add over there. By the way, look, like when I think about what like characters could look like in a story, you want to know what I think about? Someone who just gives like a light kiss on the cheek while their partner is on their way to work, and that is the mm -hmm. only commentary you get on it because it's that's it's it's mundane snapshots of people doing normal things. The there best. isn't there isn't a quotient of being like super extra about it that you have to hit before your game is a queer story. If you took the time to pen that and the queerness is in there, it's in there. Period. End of that discussion. You a can send them to my office if they have anything to say about it. Mm, but you know they are, so I hope you have your schedule clear because the second you kind of pop up and then that person turns out to be queer or to be not romantic in any type of way, then suddenly it's an attack on their thought of what that character should be. Oh, why'd you have to do it like that? You ruin the character because suddenly they're kissing their girlfriend or maybe their wife. And, and, then, and then here comes the avalanche of people talking about, well, no, that's not really what it is, which is how we ended up with them being cousins. If we're just gonna loop her back around to Sailor Moon real quick, that type of the type of relationships that they have that are that makes sense to the author, to the people who are playing the game, watching the show, experiencing that part of pop culture versus the people who have no type of connection to it are always gonna be at a disconnect. When they wrote those characters, and then later on when they wrote the other characters, the Sailor Stars, the ones that uh presented the the Starlight, the one that presented as the boy group, but then went into the sailors. It was a whole thing. They had, you know, America, so we got to make things palatable for Karen. God forbid there's too much pepper on this bologna sandwich. Listen, not even the name Karen is palatable anymore. It has dropped in popularity by a whole 70% as a name because of the last year, and it's kind of like y'all deserved it. 
Yep. Jennifer, you're next. I mean, if I had to grow up being boo-boo and kooky and water melandra and everything else that just has no type of sense or taste that to look at me, then you can be, I, I'm sorry, but you know, Cassandra isn't a slur. And also while we're here, if they, if people are like seeing your characters, but they're just like the moment that they like see them and there's like, oh, these people are so good and wholesome. I want to be like them. Oh, I can't do that because they're queer. Let's ask ourselves a question. So you mean to tell me y'all are willing to look at people like Dexter, like the Punisher of like Ted Bundy and all these other people who have done heinous and terrible things and then just go, hmm, you know something? I think they kind of have a point and I would like to be that badass one day. If you decided that you want to model yourself after that, but not after a character just because they are gay or otherwise queer identified, have not a seat, but several. And it doesn't mean that your queer characters have to be little cinnamon rolls. It doesn't. You can have that is just what what you can have. If you can have angry Hufflepuffs, you can have angry queer people. Not all of us are happy about everything, but it's the difference in saying who do you relate to to pull a show out of it. Do you, if you relate to Rick, back away. Do not do not enter. Do not talk. Do not do anything because you are relating to the worst character you could possibly relate to. To loop back around on that, I used to run a lot of superhero-based uh, TTRPGs. Some of them were very popular ones, and I would use characters from those realms. And I had somebody come in one time, and I didn't recognize this character. They were originally published by Wildstorm, later DC Comics. They're called the Midnighter. And they are a... If you don't know this character, go look them up. It's, it's like... Oh god, there's there's no easy way. It's like Punisher and Deadpool. There's like just so many characters that you can kind of sort of like, yeah, there's some similarities. No, they're different in this way. But like yeah. Midnighter is just all about like destroying people and then he's got a boyfriend and there's some art for him. Um and he's Apollo and um he's a Apollo is the uh is actually a Marvel character. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's people that have like drawn them together and there's stuff that talk about it, and I think that there's actually like a crossover I think there's a crossover. I don't know. I always thought Apollo was uh, DC, but it's saying here that he's Marvel. I didn't get that. But Midnighter, I literally had a player come to the table, create a character, and they show me a picture, and they're like, I am the Midnighter, but so that I can play him, my version is not gay. Why does that character have to be not gay for you to play him? This is a conversation that I had to have at a table before I even realized things about myself, I was sitting there like, why? Why do you want to play exactly a character but one section of them? Are we even going to do romance at this table? Y'all wanted an eight-hour one-shot where you're just destroying things. Why does that part of it matter? Like, why is that a conversation right now? Like, why? What do you mean? Which one? Well, the bad guys won't um, look at my butt. Yeah, Midnighter. Wait, wait hold on. What, what was the thing that came up here? Oh, uh, the the player said that they wanted to be Midnighter, but mi- their version of Midnighter wasn't gay, so that they could play them. Okay. And they asked me to do, like, I, I only knew, like, two people in this group, and they asked me to run a game for them. This was my, like, mid-20s. Um, you know, actually, oh, God, considering how old I'm about to be, it was actually a decade ago. Um 
<laughs> um, a decade ago, I had this conversation at a table. I had people sitting around, and I had somebody. Everybody created characters. They took all kinds of characters. Sexuality did not come up till the last player said, I am the Midnighter, but not gay, so that I can play them. It was an eight-hour one-shot. It was back in the day when we still did eight-hour one-shots, like where we or eight-hour games where we actually would just like take a whole Saturday and start and play, and you know, um, and and why why is that a thing? Why is it all of a sudden that like even if we were doing a campaign, why would that matter? Like, why do we have to change things? It's a double-edged sword. No, it could is. You imagine, could you because imagine? Because you, you definitely understand where you are coming is. from. But the other side of it is like, but that doesn't pertain to what I'm interested in as a player. And if this was a campaign, is when you say, but if this was a campaign, then, you know, there might be romance later down the line, but I'm not open, though I am playing someone inspired by the Midnighter into a same-sex relationship. If that is a, a an adult conversation that had a palatable ending because i feel like you could understand that like all right so i won't you won't flirt with guys it nobody needed to know that you were or weren't gay well it's the the thing that bothers me about this is the explicit need for that right like you could have played the character and just not done the gay thing you didn't have to have a conversation with me about that that's your character if you decide that you don't want to if you didn't that you do not want the gay you could just like not do the gay but the fact that you felt the need to tell me no we need to have it canonized that in this version of this universe this character is not if you don't get out of here and get yourself to a walmart parking lot and out of my mentions i hate you Okay, to, to re go back on one thing that I did say, there are two Apollos. One is DC, one is uh, Marvel. The Which one, one is like the blonde, like boy wonder with the with the silver outfit Apollo? Which one is that? With like the thing on his head? Uh, I don't know. He doesn't have that picture here. Where did? Um, so this one, wait, is this, um, is this, a? hold on. Where is this from? So wild, who's this Apollo character? So wild storm, um, was a comic book company that did some really cool things. And then they got like sucked in by DC at some point. Um, and so I was a big uh, Gen 13 fan, and that's when I first learned about uh, Midnighter because he was a character. <coughs> I think his crap. I can't remember what his character's name was. Um, but like, so he had like a little bit of a spinoff. I thought the character was cool. Found out that he had his own series, so I'd read a couple of them. Um, but I didn't. I'd never read. Uh, I've never read Apollo. I just more recently found out that they that he was gay. Do we mean this, per we mean this person? Okay. Pulling that over here. Um, yes, actually, that looks like him. Um, because if you're going to do that, then you're probably going to need to pull that picture instead. 
there's the direct link that I found that is the one that I mean. But no, like it just yes, that is them. That is them right there. Uh, Midnighter is the one in all black. Um, they so cute. They look I, cute together. I have a tendency to like uh, some of those comics where it's just all about like just destroying bad people to a pulp. I don't. I don't know why. I just like those things where just people are just bad guys just go boof into mist, and that's what Midnighter does. So, um. <laughs> do you like what? Uh, what is his name? Uh, wow, my. My disrespectful ass can only remember him right now as Egyptian Batman. Uh, Moon Knight. Yes. Um, <laughs> Come on. Uh, <laughs> my, not a, Batman. not a Egyptian Batman. He not is. A, I mean, I mean, is he though? Because Batman is out here just like I got toys and gadgets. Moonlight is like apparently every time I've seen them, I don't know. One if it's of his an personalities is a millionaire. One of his personalities is a millionaire. One of them is 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 a homeless man. One of them is something else. But the one with the millionaire is how he gets all his shit from Moon Knight. He's Egyptian Batman. His abilities oh, okay. are no, literally I, I... expert detective, proficient in martial arts and armed combat, <laughs> utilizes high-tech equipment. And at one point, he actually had powers, like increased strength, speed, and endurance. Like legit on the powers. <laughs> but like his well, powers are Batman's powers. Of... I think I've run into this character, but in their homeless version, because every time I see him, it's always the meme of, I know you got some goddamn money down here. You're going to give it to me. And <laughs> that's just, that's like, why he's a millionaire, because the homeless one goes and jacks people for money. I know you're here, Jackie Lee fucking nerd. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> no. I used to read the Spider-Man 2099 comics, and um, uh, that was when I first learned about Moon Knight. Um, <laughs> and I was like, yes, I love this. I need more. Um, I have not checked out the Marble Zombies version, um, but I was really big into the Infinity War, so I had some of those. But um, Infinity War as a concept in the comic books was a trip. I would love that as a cartoon. And I will say it as a cartoon because I think that's the only way that we're going to get real numbers on the pages with the way that they did it. You know, yeah. you know, they're not e even with stand-ins, even with stand-ins, you know, they're not going to do that many on the screen. So. Come on. I don't know. They won't even do uh civil war. Right. So how could we expect them to do that? Like that, that scene at the, um, the terminal, like that wasn't even a third of the amount of people that should have been there. What? That was the that was just the big thing, but it's it's the same thing as the very early days in the first three in the first trilogy of X Men. They knew there was too many people, and things, and storylines because that was that movie came out in the prime when the comics was just really starting to do their crossover things again, and you had to get Uncanny X Men and Untainted X Men and Amazing X Men and Un Uncharted X-Men all for one storyline because the crossovers were going across all the different universes. They couldn't do that with a movie. They could barely decide what they wanted, how they wanted Rogue to have a white streak in her hair. Like, <laughs> so, but nowadays when you have somebody, I feel like there is nobody who is reading the comics or looking at the source material or really has good personal opinions about what's happening. They just want to tell a base story and they don't know how to translate that to cinema i stand by my statement that kick-ass is the best and most accurate superhero movie that exists because they literally only took out 
two things from the entire first series of Kick-Ass. Because it couldn't have a little girl running around on drugs. And they didn't want to show the girlfriend getting a train ran on her. Those are the only two things not in that movie. <laughs> they made it adrenaline. And she was just a bitch. <laughs> I'm going to be 100% honest. If I won the lottery, I would hire a bunch of queer folks that are in the comic books, uh, into comic books. I would have a big thing written out, and then I would find I, – I would put money away just to have a cartoon done because we all know that nobody would do it right for film and have an actual epic scene go on because how many times have we read in comics where there's a big, beautiful battle and stuff like that, and it doesn't happen? on Like even in comics, you don't even get it. Like – or cartoons, you don't even get it. Like, you get it in the comics, but you don't get in the cartoons. Oh, yeah, Secret Wars. Yeah. Ooh, how are they going to do Secret Wars? We can't even decide what to do with uh, with Wakanda now that uh, R.I.P. Chadwick Boseman. But <laughs> people get mad because they follow in the comics and trying to make sure he's Black Panther. I know she happens, but she hasn't earned it. Bitch, you don't know what they've been doing for the past 10 years. They've been behind a, a cat rock. Leave them alone. Who are we talking about? <laughs> Shuri. And Shuri becoming the Black Panther, which is what Stop. they do. Stop. Hold on for a second. Yep, we just gonna get mad at it. <laughs> we adjusted it. I am once again asking you, the viewers of this chat and the people who will be listening at some point in the future to read your damn comics just read the source material just if you read the source material you wouldn't be concerned about how this movie is going because it already happened also fun fact if you want to say she didn't earn anything a reminder she has built all the technology that the black panther has used for their entire career this is multiple generations of material this girl and one other girl for that matter are probably equally as and one of them is actually smarter than Tony Stark. I think they've put in the fucking the top work. three the, Shut the top three top. smartest people in the Marvel Universe are three little black girls. I would just like to point that out. So maybe if you don't know things, you could just Google and save yourself the extra embarrassment. But if you like being read like a Scantron on Maine, I'm Stop. happy to also provide you those <laughs> services at two fifty an hour, and you will be receiving an invoice in the morning. I net forty eight hours. It has nothing to do with RPGs unless we start talking about the. Uh, <laughs> unless we nope. I don't think. So mask. I, I will pull this back into RPGs. I saw some queer folks today in the TTRPG verse talking about doing a set of series of uh, Marvel is talking about doing a new um, TTRPG and they're talking about doing multiple streams that are all interlaced together. Yes. Where are they? I would like to help. I'm Hire like, me. I was, already, I was already like, look, I can't run anything. I am at the limit of being able to run stuff. I've got too many stuff. I've got more than enough shows that I am running. I added one when I didn't, when I, when I said I wasn't going to. You shouldn't have. I know, I know, but there, there's a whole story behind it. Um, so, um, I, I, I'm like, look, 
I will give you know I, I I will give my stream key. I want to facilitate this. I will host it. I'd like to play in it. But if I can't play in it, let me at least facilitate one of y'all streams or multiple of the streams. Like I am down for this. I this is what I've wanted for a long time. Multiple streams interconnected. Superheroes yes. of it. Yes, yes. please. Yes. Tell that story. I want. I just. I really want to be. I just want to watch it or be part of it. Now I want help. Can I help? <laughs> I know. I, this is my dream right now. I'm trying to find it. I'm trying to remember who all I saw because it's like a blur because I'm like, I realized today I was like, I don't know that I follow a whole lot of queer folks. And then like I started going through everything and I was like, no, I follow more than I realize. And I need to stop like second guessing myself and like, like looking at things. Cause it's not like, <sighs> so back to TTRPGs, but yes. So Yes. Um, no, that's splash damage for all of y'all sitting out here and writing like all of this other stuff. I don't know if I can write games, or I don't know if the games that I am writing are queer enough. One, yes, they are because you wrote them. Two, there are people making things that are ten times more mediocre than your scrap notes. Okay? I need y'all to just go ahead and publish these damn games. I've started publishing like some of the smaller games, and I'm starting to work up to publishing some of the bigger ones, and I'm currently still re rewriting like the game that I've been wanting to publish for almost 20 years now um, because somebody that helped write it showed their whole ass. So now I had to literally I just went in and just literally just hit delete and just deleted uh, about 50 pages worth of stuff because I was like, I'm not even going to I'm not even going to try and rewrite it and work around what they what they what they touched. And that was that was almost a year ago now. <sighs> but I'm going to get there. That game's already at a uh, at hundred pages, and I'm I'm nowhere near. Magic is gonna kill me, but I'm gonna do it. The magic is gonna kill me. Oh, I, I mean, <laughs> everyone about I ideas. I, I love world building, and I will help you make it make all the gay sense. <laughs> I I I will I. I'm gonna take you up on that now. Um, <laughs> okay. But I will say this. Talking about something that we did earlier, the game that I'm moving to publish, my fantasy game that has like everything that I've always wanted in a fantasy game. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things is that it has a um, what's called a life path system, which for those of you that aren't familiar with the life path system, you roll randomly or choose options off of tables to generate your character's backstory. Okay. I deleted one of the things there because people complained a lot, but there was one where you could actually roll to determine your gender. Your starting gender. And before Ooh. I realized I was queer, before I realized I was non-binary, before I realized a whole lot of stuff, there was 12 base genders on there. And that was just the predetermined ones that I put on there, including a holy gender that was the first one to be deleted because it would have been appropriation. But I researched genders out the wazoo, and that's when I started questioning things, but never came to a realization for almost seven more years after that. You d you found it <laughs> yourself. Someone had to point it out to me that all this shit was doing, like, wait, you're not? Wait, I'm what? <laughs> it was one of those conversations of somebody noticing all the stuff I was doing, going, oh, I thought that you were uh, gender nonconforming. I was like, what is that? <laughs> No, the first time that I questioned, I had somebody energy drink. 
Do you mean like the exercise supplement? I yeah. haven't been to a gym in a while now, but I mean, thank you. I've been trying to put in a little, you know, like work. work or whatever. It's like, yeah, whatever. And they're just like, no, no, no. I mean, <laughs> oh God. Okay, let me let me not. What were you saying? Oh, I was saying no. I had to find it because, like, first time I kind of was like, maybe I'm this thing that I read about, and people were like. <sighs> You're just doing it because it's a fad, and I was like, or you're trying. No, you're trying to monopolize uh, something like it's a fad, and I was like, oh, okay. The well, more detrimental that statement is to your soul, the more they're lying to you. I know, I know, I, I realize that the now. The more you are afraid that you are taking away from other people, the fact that you are so worried about that means you're not doing it because it's cool or cute or a fad or what everybody else is doing because you're dying inside because you feel like you might be taking away spotlight and energy from somebody else who's going through what you don't realize you're going through yet. And that's you what know, I had we... to do with being non-binary and not just going, well, no. I mean, it'd be easier if I just stayed family, even though it kind of makes me throw up a little every time somebody says my dead name. <laughs> I'll wait for the quiet. <laughs> You'll stop adjusting your mic. I really appreciate that some of y'all care so very much about people not appropriating things and such. But I need y'all to know while you're out here being very loud about it. And normally of a certain demographic, but I'm going to try to not be that spicy on main at the moment. <clears throat> I need y'all to consider that y'all don't get to be the gatekeepers of what is or isn't appropriating another culture, considering that you don't belong to it in the first place. Maybe consider that not only should you not be appropriating culture, but you shouldn't be policing cultures either. Other people from those cultures can do those things and trust they will. Mind your business. Eat your food. Eat your food. If you're queer and one of your friends that has constantly said they're cishet comes to you and starts saying things, don't just assume. <sighs> Let them ask questions and answer back because they may be trying to ask for themselves because they're Googling and not sure, and maybe they're looking for some type of something because it was queer folks who looked at me and said, you're not non-binary. It wasn't cishet people. It was queer folks. I do not talk to those queer folks anymore. Because they damaged me and they kept showing their ass for being gatekeeping assholes. But let's not do that there are baby queers out there that don't know they're trying to figure things out not everybody that asks a question is trying to be an asshole and it's a oh so wait is that is that what the queue is for is that what the queue is for is that what the queue is for is is that what the queue is for like i'm just can i just the ask for like, questioning is 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 it that is it like cute like on a quest is that what we're doing here because i mean Yes, the answer is yes to that question, by the way, in case you didn't know out there, studio audience. The cue is for queer and questioning because, hey, 
you have to figure things out. And unfortunately, not all of us get to grow up in a like in or around queer community to see examples of what that looks like being lived out and go, ah, that's me. And, and except for what they see on TV and what they see on TV most of the time is things in passing and glancing or in judgment. If I didn't go out and find my own realization and my own version, not version, but my own viewpoint and what it was to be queer, then I would not think that I was at my all. My full experience yeah. of being like, of learning about aceness has happened in the last two years. I'm 39. People ask questions like, how can you go your entire life without knowing these things about yourself? Like, like, did we not experience the same breathing? And the fact that you walk outside and if you don't walk a little to the left, then suddenly you're, or even when it's different from culture to culture, it's like, mm, what are you supposed to do? when you're searching for your own answers and you look up to other people in any type of community that you are, even baby queers that find themselves in the TTRPG community or RPG community as a whole, do you talk to other people about the experiences that they have gone through, even if it's them playing a game, running a game, experiencing stuff as a character or just as somebody in the community, it's always this, well, you know, there was a, there was a time when I just did this one thing for fun and then realized, guys, I was saying it as a joke, but I'm not sure anymore. Well, I mean, here's the thing, quiet as it's kept, games and art and such are the ways that people experiment with those things because it is safe for them. Yes. Hey, being the, I would like to know what femininity feels like, but you know something? I have to deal with my family and friends and I have to go to work and like be out in public and all this other stuff. And I don't feel like dealing with that, but you wanna know what? Y'all are absolutely going to say, not a word to be if I decide to be a girl in this game. You know, I kind of like being a girl in this game, but I also think I might just be a girl in general. God damn it. Like that's that's the whole thing. Before I realized, before I had full everything in front of me, I often played androgynous characters. Why? Because an androgynous character is oftentimes coded as non-binary in so many things. That was the thing that I had before. And I will 100% say this. You can go back and find me talking about androgynous characters before. I do not equate those two things as the same anymore. I did back in the day. I don't now. It's called what else growth. Would you, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's first instance of an androgynous character, in my personal opinion, is Zelda and um, and the ninja version of Zelda. Mm, Sheik. Yes. Sheik. Thank you. It's Sheik and Zelda. That is everybody switches. Ooh, or those 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 things of ooh, I well, have to hide Sam? myself, bind myself down. Come how on. How about how do you feel about Samus? Samus, Samus was really cool, but I also felt like Samus was the uh, uh, the epitome of a guy thinking that something was so cool, and then you know, and now and now it's just a cliche of they take off their helmet and do the and do the thing revealing that they're that they're really this beautiful woman, and honestly, that was coined by Samus. The end of that game shocked a lot of fucking people. What do you want to say about Varenz being a floating green vibe check? <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is in response to characters that we want to play are often reflections of the kind of people we want to be in our most comfortable, vulnerable states. You said not mine. 
and I pointed out Ferenz. Ferenz, the person who is literally a Star Wars character that floats around giving off good vibes that can literally be hurt by negative vibes off of people if they're too intense. Somebody who wants to give love to other people, but in a... How do I how do I word this? The wording on my brain is not here because I'm Swiss cheese right now. But that character is 100% like you embodied into a game. <laughs> and I love it. I love that character. When you can't make a game, I am sad. I want well, more friends. So I have a, I have a very big green fluffy vibe ball. And I'm like one of the only or the few like myself in that whole universe and it's one of those ah yes good vibes and melancholy so sin chose to play a species that's like a lesser known species in star wars and the big thing about them is is that they're connected to the force in a different way it's, it's via feelings mm -hmm. and a battle happened on their planet between sith and jedi and due to the negativity of the lash out that happened in the force, a lot of their species died because they couldn't handle the negative emotions. They literally just float around and like give off good vibes for people. Aww. I don't know what else is not you. Like Which, there's a it's a Star book. Wars it's a, game do you guys play? Like, Are you playing Age of Empire? But no, like, uh, Star Wars D six. It was, it's, uh, it's a, like, it's a book that's hundreds of pages long, and it's one of the very few species that has, like, no stats. Like, and when they're in the book, they were just like, these were here, and they were very friendly, and then a war happened, and now there aren't any of them. <laughs> to be that also fair, to be also fair, the, the version that we're playing with is a fan version that added in a bunch of stuff. The yeah. original one, it was like, here's a couple of the species from the books, here's a couple species from the movies, and then there was literally websites dedicated to like codifying everything else that ever came out. And now a bunch of those are gone because nobody plays D6 Star Wars anymore. But I like it because I like the simplicity of it and because I feel like the way that force powers are handled in it actually feels better than a lot of the other games out there, especially the D20 stuff. But I haven't played the new stuff. I haven't played the new stuff, so I can't say anything about it. But that's because I never have people in person to play with and having funny dice to play with people and there's no like online roller for it i'm told there is one now but yeah i could i i i'm doing this like personal star wars podcast i play a nautilus in that one but there there is a roller if you if you want i can send you a link to it yes because i eventually do want to actually try that system because I, I i like star wars and star it's, trek it's I, so fun and the roller is so good it gives you lets you count how many like purples and yellows and blues that you add on to it you have destiny dice all of that it's all in the roller it's really good i will need that i also need yeah. to actually get one of the books but i just keep not because like everybody that i was playing with in person at the time was like i mean it looks okay but i don't like funny dice i'm like oh. well you look funny Ooh. That's how I act sometimes. I act like a five-year-old child when people say things. Not me telling like. the literal future, though. Okay, so earlier today, not for any particular reason, RPG was, was like, hey, we're going to have a session from like 8 to 10 Central, and I'm just like, is it RPG 2 hour? He's just like, no, I just typed that wrong because I'm tired, but I mean... And now we hit to two hours. All right. <laughs> Look... I can't help that y'all are easy to talk to. 
I'm sorry. Manifesting. I, I yeah. <laughs> we'll go with that. We will go with that. Though I will say, I'm, I got I mean, to see llamas face to face today, so I'm also I also had some happiness to me. So, so you know, like do do we do we want like a part two to this with the same or with similar or different topics? Because I mean, I don't know. Me, me and Bunny will get together doing like leveling up and gardening specifically. And um, <laughs> if y'all I'm just dropping a link, okay, I'm just dropping the link to the dice roller in chat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing nothing. It's just like I plead the fifth is what I'm doing. I would love to continue this on another day. Um, let's talk about it in DMs and plan something. I would love to. Um, but no, I do. I have a, a four-year-old uh, that I need oh, yeah. to try and get to bed. Uh, 10 o'clock is our go-to-bed hour on um, weekends. So uh, I did not realize how close it was. I, last time I looked down, it was 920. So I was like, no, we're still close to 920. We're still close to 920. Um, uh What's the thing? Oh, yes. Not expo. Um, outros. If y'all will let people know where to find you and the other things that you do again, and uh, we will go from there. Okay. You want to go first again, or I got it this time? I'm going last, whatever whatever happens. So. Well, hi, everybody. Or really, goodbye, everybody. I'm a Buns. And you can find me on Twitter at HoneyBuns, or you can find me on Twitch at BattleScarBunny. My schedule is currently TBA, but um, uh, the other things that I do on our beautiful interwebs is podcast. And coming up, my um, I'm, 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 I'm thinking about whether or not I should actually start streaming my mask games. So you can sign up for those at Magpie Games where I run teenage superheroes and push you through your feels and my emotions. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. But hopefully I get to see all you guys. Check me out later. Um, hi, I'm your resident sunflower sovereign and floating green feathery vibe check in space. Um, you can find me here on Twitch on Mondays and Tuesdays and actually tomorrow evening because we're having a special event. Um, but also you can find me on Twitter at Sinziac Beta where you will find me talking about world building stories and on occasion challenging people to better themselves whether politely or violently. <laughs> this has been Indie RPG Hour which hopefully will continue every Friday night with uh, varying people sometimes returns if I can if I didn't scare them away um, and it's a part of the RPG Hour Studios family of shows um, we have quite a few other shows uh, if you search RPG Hour or RPG Hour Studios on your favorite podcatcher you'll find a lot of those uh, we do have a YouTube channel which because it's not really that popular I don't have like a direct link um, uh, also I have moved away from discord. I'm building up gilded because gilded offers a lot more. So if you're looking for a thing and you're not, you haven't built a discord yet, don't go to gilded. There are schedulers in there. There are forums rather than just top on top topics. You can actually have people create whole separate areas for a specific topic. There's a lot of cool things that gilded does. Um, gilded is the way of the future. Uh, I think I like it a lot better. So I hope it is. Um, and so it's gilded.gg slash RPG Hour Studios. And it's also been in the chat, and um, I will 
it, it's not doing very well in the captions down below. Um, so I will try and also add it to the show notes. And until the dice roll again. <laughs> oh, that's not what I meant to do. <laughs> Another half. If you do that side, then I'll do this side.